Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. So get your horns up because here we go. We're back. Joshua Fish along with Alexander Disopolis, Nick Wisnax, Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. Quan, good to have you back, man. We were on Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Met a Sir. lot of Longhorns out there. Um, the boys were on the horn, um, and we just had a blast over there. Andrew Beck was with us. He's a great guy. He'll run it back with us. Um, he, he, had, he, his, he had a great head of hair on him. I didn't, I didn't realize he always had that kind of flow. But yeah, he had, he's... He, he flows hard. He, he uh, also got hard. the salute to service award too. So shout out to Beck. Oh, that's awesome. Good for yeah, him, man. I'm not great. surprised. He's a great dude. Really good mm-hmm. dude. And yeah, he's in um Denver. Denver, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Good. He good looks like right he's there. in Denver for sure. That's the kind of the point I was getting at. He looks <laughs> like he looks like a walking ad for Colorado, but he still has that southern drawl. I uh, saw him. Saw Acho. Um, and yeah, Malik. Mac Malik. He was great. Great to see Malik. Matt, we saw McAfee, who will hopefully get back on. Um, and he was cool, but good to have you back, Quan. And good to have you back right after we beat you in overtime. Uh, it's always so the funny. Sweep. The sweep. Get baby. Your First, out. Yeah, get your brooms out. We sweep OU. We win the Red River. Uh, we may have lost the big battle, but I guess we won the war. Um, it's so funny when we text during these basketball games, especially I feel like the Tuesday night games when we're just trying to chill and have an enjoyable evening, those games are like the heart attack central Quan, You're like, Oh, every damn time. I'm like, I literally freaking need, as we say via text EKG, I need blood pressure meds at 30 some years old. It's, mm-hmm. I, I am super happy about the sweep and it was awesome. And, and some guys made some plays. Alan is really stepping up a lot more these days, but whew, can we blow someone out? I, that would be awesome. Yeah, please. I mean, we should have gone over time. Toss, you you said that game should have been over early I mean, on. And- how many times do we have to watch in the last seven minutes of the game our team fall apart and give up the lead? I'm tired of watching it. Uh, it's it's nerve wracking. And and Timmy, you know, I, thank goodness it didn't go into double OT because he fouled out. We would have lost. I know, I think, dude, you know what I mean? When like, he's foul- we were all talking about what we were doing, and he went and made the foul. I was like, no, not you. No, don't do that. But fortunately, it worked. They threw up, uh, missed a freaking free throw again, and they threw up a, a, a major brick. But yeah, yeah, man, it's not easy on the heart being a, a Horns basketball fan so far. It was such a. It- I had such bad vibes that when it was tie game, they had last possession in regulation 
they drove it down and they found the open man in the corner. I didn't even watch the shot. I just assumed it went in and hit my bedroom door and scared the dog. I was like, God dang it. And then I turned around. I was like, all right, we're going over time. I could sit my, sit my ass back down, but it's, it's, it's fun that we win. It's great that we win. There's a lot, there is a lot of bright, you know, uh, to come out of that game, especially after we got absolutely trounced by Baylor over the weekend uh, in, in Waco, but we did get smacked by them. I just wish I didn't eat a cigarette like after like every game. On a <laughs> it's like I, I came into I, I, I came into the New Year's like no and no kind of like any form of nicotine, new found or old found. And every Tuesday, 6 p.m., like I'm ready to go to the gym. Nope, need a need a cig, no filter. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just brutal. The uh Baylor game first, we got bodied mm. on the inside, which was so unfortunate. Flo Thamba absolutely wrecked us, and they had a major injury, unfortunately, uh, to one of their big men. Hope he's doing better over at Baylor. But we came back, and though it went to overtime and we did let them back in, we should have closed them out, and our team just tries to Buffalo Wild and com- Buffalo Wild Wing commercial this thing and just send it into overtime every game. I really love the presence, obviously, that Timmy Allen had in the paint, but Bishop, it seems to me, for the most part, game by game has been stronger in the paint. They're getting way more physical and a lot of our buckets are tough, but they're going in. So I can't really complain. I wish we had easier shots. I wish there was easier opportunities for threes. I wish there was easier ball movement, but a lot of times guys like Timmy Allen and Bishop are getting great second looks and they're being really strong around the rim, which has been really enjoyable to watch. I feel. Yeah, I think Bishop, uh, again, it's kind of those trash balls. He's getting a little scrappier, being a little more physical at times. Um, uh, and from a three standpoint, we don't always have easy ones, but when we do, Andrew is absolutely on fire. Mm. He's, he's, it's interesting enough because clearly Baylor was not, well, actually, he was the only one that showed up for Baylor. Um, you know, you go back to Win versus Kansas, he was consistent. But um, I guess, Carr, when he's rolling, we're rolling for the most part. It's a little weird to me because he he was you know known as one of the top point guards out there. I don't know that I see that. It's weird to me that I see Allen bringing the ball down way more than him when he's in the game. So it's just it's still interesting enough that we're two weeks from March and we still have a lot of questions. But I have to also say the gauntlet they just went through in the Big Twelve and to be what uh, four and two. I, I think I'll take it. You know, it's just, if you're going to be scrappy and maybe some things continue to mature before March, but I'll, I'll take that four and two versus the, the teams they just roll through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I yeah. Mean, I think 12 was tough. I want to, I agree, Josh, what you said about Christian Bishop. I thought he was fantastic and he played really well off of Timmy Allen down low. There was a lot of interior passing going on between the two of them. And that's just a testament to Timmy's ability to, create um even as as big as he is but i think i don't want to see christian be tentative when trey mitchell comes back right i want him to still know that he can attack the glass and be that inside presence and they can play a little two-man game both of them can be in the game at the same time and trey mitchell could kind of play he can stretch the floor a little bit better than christian bishop and just let bishop you know be a beast around the glass which is what he was and i thought it was an excellent kind of capstone of, of his performance when he got that pass from 
from from Askew and he threw it down reverse. That, oh, that was, was sweet. Crazy. That was so nice. That was hard. Yeah, was so that nice. That was hard. That was great. Yeah. I mean, with the gauntlet, though, if you go through our schedule that we just had, it's only a little alarming. And again, those games were away. The Baylor game was away and the Tech game was away, but we kind of got pumped by both those teams. But we decimated Iowa State. Beating can anytime wherever you beat Kansas, you beat Kansas. That's a win, yeah. a major win. And we were saying it like last night. Like I mean, obviously that was like a major game for OU, who are four and eight in conference. They may be four and nine now. I, I could be wrong. I, I don't know if they. I'm looking at the standings on Bleacher Report. No shout out to them. I'm not sure they entirely updated it because our no. Our, yeah, we were 18 and 17, 18 and seven as of yesterday. So we're now we're 19 and seven. We're eight and five in conference. Look, we have Tech on Saturday. And if we split with Tech, who again is a top twenty team, no matter like like Beard left pieces behind. He didn't leave the cupboard bare. It's not like he squoze, you know, every juice he could out of the orange. It was like, you know what? This isn't really, you know, I've hit my ceiling here. This was a purely heart move and head in a, in a lot of respects. But he wanted to go coach at UT. He wanted to come home to coach sure. at UT. But this Tech team is a legit threat. And maybe honestly a dark horse because they have, from what we saw when we played them, they have a lot of pieces that can, you know, take them to win the national championship. They can rebound. Experienced guys, too. Experienced guys. And they they, they beat Baylor at where we got absolutely obliterated in Waco. They beat Baylor at home. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, they beat them in Waco and then they beat Kansas and and went into overtime at Allen Fieldhouse. So some of the national guys last last night were saying Tech could be a Final Four team. Yeah. and, And I, that, I remember that because I was like, whoa. I was like, you know, these guys are good. Like, they they have some great pieces. Um, they, they said they didn't think they can win it all, but they can be a Final Four team from what they said. They remind them a lot of what Houston did a year ago. And so, yeah, man, it's – to your point, it, it was a gauntlet. Um, and the Big 12 is. is, is Even the o- OU, they're, what, five and eight now. But, man, that team, they beat some people, and they they're scrappy as it gets. And we know – so I think what you're talking about, Josh, is alarming that we're getting our buzz kicked on the road. But you know damn well Norman, Oklahoma is a hostile environment. Very. So you got embarrassed in Waco, but then you went to Norman, probably their only sellout all year. Well, maybe for Kansas as well. And we finally, it wasn't pretty, but we found a way. Maybe that's maturity. And by the way, we we're missing Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And so there's some, some, there's some things about it, even though, we all need blood pressure pills. There's some things about it that uh, I think uh, you kind of sit back and like, okay, m- maybe there's something positive there. Maybe there's the growth that we've been hoping for. Yeah. Two, yeah. two of the biggest things for me, of course, one being the obvious three pointing three point shooting. We've always talked about it in our group text that we're awful at three point shooting. And honestly, just, it takes a couple of guys to get hot. I mean, getting hot at the right time is, is definitely something we need to do. And with the tournament coming up, Hopefully it happens soon. Uh, the other thing for me though is rebounding. I mean, we're getting out rebounded by a lot in these games that we lose, and that these games that we win, we're out rebounding teams by one. Like with the Iowa State game, I think we out rebounded them by one. With Kansas, I think we out rebounded them by like one or two. I mean, you look at the Tech game; they out rebounded us by like nine. And just like the biggest thing in, in college basketball, like you got to get those boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, possessions. It, it, I mean that. That goes a long, long way, especially if they're grabbing offensive rebounds. I was about I think to this- say, yeah, and most of them is by nine and seven of those are offensive. Right, right. And it's it's great that we can, you know, cause turnovers with our pressure defense. But 
um, it's normally not going to be seven extra possessions that we're giving ourselves with our defense. I, I will say, Nick, the thing about the three shooting, we really just like it, it's ideal if Ramey and Jones are both hitting every single game. Right. But that's just the reality of it is one of them has to get hot each game. Ramey had a bad game this last one. Right. But Jones had it. He shot the ball really well. Really um, well. He also re- he also rebounded the ball really well, which, yeah. you know, you got to you got to tip your cap to him there because that's not necessarily his job. But right one of them has to step up as a shooter every single game and be locked in. Um, and I think Quan, that's some of the reason why Marcus Carr hasn't been nearly as effective as he was at Minnesota is because they can, they really, once he gets past his first defender, which he is excellent at doing, I mean, his, mm-hmm. his handle is very tight. His crossover is it's, it's great, but they sag in the paint. And they are forcing him to take a pull-up jumper. He can't get, he can't, he can't slice his way to the rim like he was doing right. in the Big Ten, and and that's tough, right? And they clog the paint, and then he's forcing, you know, they're, they're forcing our other guys to hit shots. And if they're not hitting, then it gets doubly as hard for Marcus to get his own. So I think that's got a lot to do with his quote unquote ineffectiveness, but he's been, he's been leading our team. Yeah. I think he's really stepped up. We've, we've been asking, you know, over the, the last month for a guy to step up, to be a playmaker, to be kind of that, the head honcho. And he split that right with Timmy, but the two of them are really showing out as the two best players on our team. And they're going to continue to have to get better, but all we can really ask for, and we said this at the end of January, got to take care of the games that we should win. Right. And, you know, looking at the rest of the schedule, we've got TCU one more time. We've got West Virginia one more time. We should we should win both those games. Yeah, No question. Win both those games. And it's one of those things. I mean, Nick, you're right. I mean, the, the rebounding is an issue and looking very far because we're at this knock on wood. You know, if we do take care of business like we have been, I'm not saying we're winning the Big 12 championship, but we should be going dance. And at a solid seed, too, like we're projected like four five, six range of seeds, which is good. Um, last time we were six seed, I believe was against Northern Iowa, which I was under the basket for smack talking Kurt Warner to a point where they almost threw me out and they <laughs> just hit a shot right in my face. Anyway, back enough anecdotes. The rebounding is an issue, but there's just one thing and we didn't really, it wasn't really been able to put, be put on display last night, especially it was kind of a high scoring affair, which was great though, that we were able to keep up with them. Look, they dropped 78, but we went for 80 and that's also been an issue. We're saying is we can't really score the rock. Wasn't pretty, but we did put up 80 in OT. We do a great job of isolating and taking out the best player who's a guard. Look at the Kansas game, Agbaj, we took him out. Uh, Brock Knight, we took out. For the most part, we took out Brock Knight against Iowa State. I mean, these guys are top-tier players in the Big 12, and Agbaj's a top-tier player in college basketball. And we do a very good job of making of trying to limit them the best they possibly can be limited in this game. The issue is we had to play teams like Illinois, Auburn, Kentucky, where the most dominant guys in their team for all intents and purposes are bigs. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the Auburn big this past weekend had like 11 blocks. <laughs> like all these other guys are getting nods for national player of the year. It could easily be him. He's a block machine. He's averaging like four or five. Another but side if- note, we beat Tennessee in that run, and they just – I mean, they beat the crap out of Kentucky last night. Yeah. I mean, look, that's the beauty. That is, again, devil's advocate what I'm saying. Anybody could beat anybody this year. Like, there's no doubt in my mind if we saw Gonzaga again on a neutral court, like, yeah, they're sizable, but the way our guards can play defense 
And if a guy like Andrew Jones does get hot and rain meat isn't, you know, too cold and they can both be hot at the same time, we could easily walk out of there with a win. It's plausible. I don't think anything, there's no team that I look at in college basketball and maybe I have a hard on for Auburn. I don't know. And I, I'm, I could easily be talked down from this tree, but I think most teams we can beat, if not all. I think it's, I think it's like if we went and beat Baylor at home to close out the season, like I don't think would any of us be surprised. It'd be awesome. You know, I'd, I'd shotgun a beer, but I don't think any of us I don't think I'd be surprised. No. I, I, yeah, I don't think I'll be surprised. What's interesting enough, Coach Beard, I listened to him about that Baylor game. We're digressing a little bit, but so much of what we talk, you know, mainly football on this deal, uh, certainly I say mainly, we always at least talk a little bit of football. And I, I remember all the time talking about our football team not necessarily being able to handle success or being able to finish and being able to, It's amazing to me some of the things Coach Beard is talking about that ultimately what we heard all football season. Oh, not being able to kind of handle that success. They beat a couple of teams that did well, and then they let that have a letdown or they have this. Um, they fortunately finished last night, but there's been those eight minute, 10 minute lulls. Yeah. It's just an interesting perspective. And I feel like Andrew Jones is a huge leader. His story is phenomenal. He, mm-hmm. he says what he needs to say, but there's, there's leaders. And then there's just this, there's that dog. There, there's just this other, I'm very interested. I guess in the in the name of college ball, there's players we'll see on the other side. We're like, oh yeah, he's a lottery pick. Oh yeah, he's that. Oh yeah, he's this. Do we have one of those dudes on the Texas team? I I don't think so. I don't know if we have a pro to be. I mean, maybe Timmy Allen. Maybe. I'm trying to think. I there was a period of time where I thought Jones is a pro. I don't know if we have one of these guys. <clears throat> I just don't. I mean, you got like guys that will play in the bigs. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I mean, because yeah, I mean, playing I think, against a lot of guys who are going to 100 percent play in the bigs. So it's, it's are we being I guess I'm saying are we being too hard? Because I think they're accomplishing what they can. And I know they started top five. We had great transfers and all that good stuff. But um I think they're all really good players. I think I, I'm going to, I'm going to really like this team. I've been to more games this year than I've been to in a long time. It's freaking awesome. However, even going back to the Tennessee game and them coming back, I was like, damn, dude, that dude just, I mean, he, when he had the ball, I was like, Oh, it's going down. Wow. He hit it. Oh, it happened. You know, I, he wanted the ball in his hand or he wanted this and all that. So I just, I wonder, um, again, who I play with, I play with Vince. Is there a Vince on this team? I don't think so. Well, there's that. Is that's it, is, a top three pick. Vince is. Is like, it crazy uh, to say? Is it crazy to <laughs> say? The Big that, Twelve has a lot of first rounders oh, and second. T- rounders. Totally. All, I mean, Baylor, Kansas. I mean, Tech even might. But is it crazy to say that a lot of these guys have already reached their ceiling as players? Because I mean, you no. look at guys who are all transfers. I mean. Usually when you look at guys who are lottery picks, they're one and done, right? Or maybe guys who return for their sophomore season. But all of the guys on our team are, are super seniors and seniors and guys who have transferred that don't have a lot of left of their, on their eligibility. Otherwise, they would have already gone to the league. So Absolutely. in a sense, maybe these guys have already kind of reached their ceiling and what their potential may be. I do see Timmy maybe being the guy that can continue to grow just based off of his, his athleticism and what he's been able to do as a leader of this team. But I don't see a clear cut guy who's going to go to the league next year and dominate or play at all. Well, yeah, I think you I, brought up Vince. I don't, Vince is, you know, one of one. 
Yeah, he's like, we're that's a top 10 college football player in my lifetime, no question. But maybe like the better comp, we don't even have a Colt. Like Colt's like, Colt was a well, third round. You can't round pick. say Colt either. Colt was the winningest football player of all, the, winningest yeah. quarterback of all of college. I know football. that's your real number one. I didn't mean to throw him. In. <laughs> I know that's your real guy. I mean, oh, the. Dude. Dude, I mean, we, we don't hey, even have you a know Sam. What? I, we don't I, have a Sam. We, we don't have a Sam. There you go. I was just about to say, do we have a Sam? By the way, Sam is in the league. Sam, if they're talking about getting rid of Wentz, so they really like, uh, you know, Sam over there, and they're probably going to trade and get another guy. But Sam's going to, in my opinion, be in the league for a long time. I don't know if we have that alpha. I guess that's the long way of saying it. I have two ways of saying it. Do we have that alpha? But bigger than all of that, if all of these guys, and, and they, they're at D1, they're at the University of Texas, don't be mad that you're not going to play 30 years in the league. To me, these teams that may not have those dudes understand where they are. They come together better than ever. There's a, there were so many guys on the national championship team that knew this was it. We need to, I mean, we, we have to absolutely every second, put it all out there because if we can get in this and make a final four run, a lead eight run, we're in the Texas history for a long time. There's a lot of college students in every sport that have that perspective. And I just, I, I guess I'm hoping from this point on now that we're, it's been, it's, it's too, it was too many damn games in for you not to know who you are, but now take it up another notch saying, all right, these days you can talk to, uh, advisor slash agent if that agent saying hey man you're projected this you're projected that well damn i guess i'm not I, hell i was one of them i was an undrafted free agent so i was like i think the, i'm old as hell now i think the league is going to work out but if it doesn't i'm about to make the hall of honor over here and i just i hope i see that in this team of yeah. becoming knowing who they are and making it better than people think I yeah. guess that's what I'm trying I to say. I think Brock Cunningham is one of those guys. Oh, that, exactly. I need more of him. The issue is that he's one of the least gifted offensive players on our team. Right. Right. But his heart, if, if we can get the guys who are starting to have – he gets it. He's like, listen, I ain't going to the league. This is my league. I'm about to ball out and make the best of it. Right. I guess that's the roundabout way of what I'm trying to get. If we can get everybody to have that perspective and that – that level hell he might be the only dog you know true dog they all are great and talented and all of that but his mindset is different and I, yeah. if we can get a eight nine guys to do that we really truly especially this year can beat anyone because there's a yeah. lot of talent on the team i'm just not sure it's i i uh, think i think yeah it's certainly fair to say brock knows his role and nick you're right it's a lot easier to know your role when you when you know your offensive limitations and what you can't do, uh, but you see a lot of other college basketball players, at least in the big 12 that are able to do. But of course, Brock does things that no other guys want to do. And that's why we love him so much. Cause he, he's willing to do the dirty work, lunch pail, hard hat and brings his, brings his lunch box to work every, every single day. Hey, he's Josh. shooting at 50% from three points. Yeah. Just don't ask him to dribble as we talked about last show, <laughs> not put the ball on the ground, but I, I do think, we have to, you, you're a lot of these guys, you know exactly who they are, or we know maybe they have met their potential, but for them to buy in, I think a lot of that comes down to coach, right? And how he's communicating with them as to why they're here and, and what their purpose is to for this team, which the more successful this team is, the better it will look 
if they want to take their game to the professional level, forget the NBA, but if they want to go overseas and play there, because I think that's certainly something that a lot of the guys on our team can do. Um, But I'll also say pressure, pressure builds diamonds though, right? Like we don't necessarily know what Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen are as far as NBA prospects, because we haven't seen them in the tournament. I mean, a guy like Evan Mobley was a top three pick. He wasn't projected to be a top three pick in the regular season, but he balled out. He was, he was going to be a lottery pick, but was he going to be a top three pick? It was questionable until he balled out with USC in the tournament and really turned heads. You can significantly impact your draft capital and, and Timmy could jump into the upper twos. I think, I, I mean, I don't really know because I I'm yet to see him play. Right. I want to, I want to see what he can do against the best of the best. Of course we got some of that in the big 12. I'm but, about to say it's a big 12. Not yeah. But the, it's just a different limelight though. Like it's, it's different when it's win or go home. You're so right. right pressure builds a, diamonds. Pressure also busts pipes. Right. <laughs> Right. Which is why you got to know like certain Get guys, floaties, baby, certain guys aren't <laughs> going to be able to rise to that occasion. Right. But, yes. but I'm hoping that Timmy and Marcus can, because I think that those are the two guys that, as we mentioned earlier, like are the best guys on the team talent wise and, and mentally wise, you know, their mindset right now, they're sharp, they're focused, they're ready to go. So We'll just have to see, I think, with those guys. I don't want to write them off yet. No, 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 well, I sure. think I have a better example than sorry, I thought you because I think you're right on the money, but I think the better example than Mobley is Davion Mitchell, who really balled out. I'm not saying Marcus Carr can do that and jump into the lottery, but Davion Mitchell was a guy who was late 30s heading into the exactly season. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, a great moves, example. He moves it to nine. So Toss, you are a thousand percent right because tournaments can build guys, and a guy like Marcus Carr, who probably going to John and Juzang. Yeah, UCLA. yeah, a hundred percent, Nick. Like these guys, tournament heroes, you could sneak into the draft for sure. Yeah, and so true. there is that. There is that added like bonus. Of- Can I say something oh. about pressure though? There's yeah. some pressure in Lubbock, Texas, and that place sucks. But there's some pressure in there, and I mean they crumble. To your point, and guess what? There was less, but more pressure in Waco. Waco because of their defending champions, they filled up the Farrell Center, and there was <laughs> pressure there. I'm a little worried about us on the road when it comes to pressure, mainly because of what I've seen um, at home. Hell, we've only lost one game at home. It's freaking great. It's been fun to go see and kudos. And it shows how talented they are. But if that's the measuring stick, the pressure, I'm a little worried because home we're friendly. We're cheering for them. We're yelling at refs, refs for them. They, they show up like nobody's business. Right. And again, it's crazy. The parallels of football versus you know, basketball, because I've seen the same. It blew my mind how we played on the road versus at home. Arkansas, blah. At home, we, we're competing all the time. So it just, it's just, it's, it's some some parallels that I see and, and worry about. There's you no know, home games in the tournament. That's right. Exactly. You know what? One of the biggest things that they say NBA scouts when they're looking at potential role players in the, in the NBA, especially shooters, shooters always shoot better at home. So you, you best believe they're looking at these away games and how – any guys in college basketball are competing and what their home numbers look like and what their away numbers look like, because in the NBA, you're playing 42, you're playing 41 games, not on your home court. It matters yeah. what you can do on the away court. It's really important. So that's a, it's a great point. Juan. That's a good point for sure. Yeah. It's we'll see deep. though. I mean, we got, we got some big games. If we win two of these games against, we, we talked about the teams we need to be, if we could get even just one of these games against tech, 
Baylor and Kansas, who we, we, we all, we play them each one more time. That would be huge for us. It'd be huge for our momentum. Yeah. Just, just to tell our guys that we can do it to beat Baylor. That last game of the season would be massive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Born in Waco, Texas. I need them to beat Baylor. Streaking I, to I, the quad, baby. It's I, always personal. Quan, we got to get you in the locker room for a pump-up speech, man. Yeah, we need to get you in <laughs> there. Sit, sit next to McConaughey in the burn. Oh, oh, Push McConaughey out like it's like the hangover when Alan gets I don't up to know speak. If, and again, <laughs> I don't know if it's a Chris Beard thing, but the fact that he hasn't been on there has made me happy. <laughs> it's hilarious. The, uh, you were talking about all the stuff like, you know, like the packing our, 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 our arena and heckling the ref. And that just brought me a little nostalgic moment because I forgot that was one of my favorite things to do at basketball games is scream at the refs. And some, I felt like my throat was bleeding. Uh, <laughs> that was some of the best parts about me in the sense. But you, you mentioned that we did talk football a lot on the show. And before we rock and roll, I do want to bring up one thing because it's never a dull moment uh, when it comes to the gridiron for Texas. There was a certain coach who coached at Ole Miss as their head coach from 1998 to 2004. Just looked it up, did the math. In that time, the quarterback for Ole Miss, as we all know, was Eli Manning. That's David Cutcliffe. And word on the street (laughs) is he may be donning the burnt orange in the coming season or so. Thoughts on that, fellas? Quan, kick it to you. You got a giggle right there. Is the pursuit of Arch Manning going to get to ridiculously crazy heights? It already has. I mean, these things that are being talked about, I mean, this is wild, man. This kid, honestly, I will say this. A lot of times I'm like, oh my gosh, is it really worth it? Is it uh, Quinn years? I, I hope Quinn lives up to his, you know, pre-college hype. But being able, you talked about Pat McAfee. And I spent some time in Indy, not very long. They pay me, but that's all that matters. But not very long. But I got to warm up and Peyton was hurt, but we would practice every day, me, him, a few of the guys, Reggie Wayne. And um, that guy's mindset is next level, you know, the way he prepares. And Eli clearly had a really good career. So a lot of times I question a lot of things, but this one, I think this kid's mindset is going to be different. I think he's going to be ready wherever he goes and going to make a huge impact. So Sark and crew, do what you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that mofo here. And yeah. by the way, this was the things that people don't understand and know the how close. And this is this is some stuff we, you know, exclusive stuff. Peyton, people didn't understand it. Every offseason, he practiced at Duke. And everybody was like, what the people who, who didn't know or who would hear about it and they'd see video, they were like, why the hell is Peyton Manning practicing at Duke? Because it comes that. Exactly. Every year, every offseason, he practiced there. They'd be there. He'd go to him. He'd work on him. So two things. One, hell yeah, we pay the man what he wants. Two, if he's in your locker room, if he's in your meeting room, if he's preparing you, if he's helping your quarterbacks, dude, that's that's two for one. Oh, yeah. Well, really a three for one. Well, uh, you get you get uh, young Manning and then that's you one. get him. I th- there's so many things that, that that is a positive for him getting on our campus. Yeah. Now you have, you know, him on the offensive side and what we hope to Gary Patterson can be on the defensive side. And Josh, I'm a swan diving at Kool-Aid like you usually do in the preseason. Oh, baby, there's room for it. everybody. I love it. 
Yeah, I mean, he, 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 was, he was Peyton's OC and quarterback coach at Tennessee, and then he bounces over to Ole Miss and takes care of Eli. Yeah. I mean, it's only fitting that he gets the youngest one and, and brings him home to Texas and grooms him to be the next great NFL Manning quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but we, but that's like another thing we always discuss is like getting in these analysts and getting what Alabama does, getting as many good minds in the room as possible. If everyone's giving you your two cents in the world, you have $340 million, whatever the math works out to be at that point, it's up to you what to do with the money. So yeah, bring them in, get Arch Manning at all costs, even if it means sending 40 virgins to Archie Manning's house, we'll take it <laughs> and <laughs> win or go home. Uh any final thoughts on Texas gents before we let them rock and roll? Yeah, just one one last thing. Quan, you you were talking about Quinn's hype as a high schooler. The, the hype is certainly still there because he is odd, <laughs> odds uh, for Heisman candidacy next year on betonline.ag. Quinn Ewers has the six best odds at plus 2,000. And what about Bijan? Bijan, our guy, is 10th. Quinn is on top of Bijan? Yeah. With the offensive lineman class we just got? Yeah. Put some big bodies in front of Bijan. He will make it work. I like that little friendly competition there. I'm about to say, it's a win-win for both of them. At the end of the day, I like that we have two at least projected possibilities of being in new york because that hasn't happened in a very long time i think there's three actually you want to oh. throw worthy in the mix because you look at Devontae so Smith down. who just had the same thing i'm so down for that that would be listen bro he's I ain't there yet I, I'm, I'm liking what's happening this offseason as it kicks it it's, it starts what right after spring break I haven't been to a freaking spring practice and I didn't even like him when I was there, but um, I may have to go see what's going on for those odds. Well, can I push back on that a little bit? Like, I don't, why aren't you there? If you're there and B, I know Bijan is a sick town. Obviously yours has all the hype, but as far as numbers and production goes, like, I don't know what else worthy could have shown us. I'm with, I'm with you, Nick. Like he, oh, I'm 100% and, there were and, the, and the fact that they added Isaiah Nayer too. Like you look at Fresh the season off. that Devonte Smith had, he also had was Jalen Waddle, yeah, and and Waddle. and and uh, Jameson as well. Like he had two receivers playing with him that also took away some some passes and and drew some coverage their way. So adding oh, another and big he had the, one of the tight ends that's coming to us, right? Exactly, Jaleel Billingsley. I mean, that just opens it up for Worthy to get more one on one coverage. Yeah, I will literally, I would do anything for Wedding to stay healthy. That's it. Like I. I, I <laughs> I keep thinking about, I'm laughing because Quan, you're so fired up about our quarterback and our running back in the top 10 in, uh, in Heisman projections. And there was a team that had a quarterback and a running back very high up and they both ended up. Well, one, one guy certainly did not perform very well. I know where this is going. <laughs> you know, who was top 10? I think it was two years, maybe it was last year. Was that oh, I was saying, guys? Purdy, Purdy and Hall. Pur- Purdy and Hall were there, man. And Bruce Hall. <laughs> hey, who? By the way, they have the our guys belong. Is. Our guys belong. That that's it's a different story, but I just I felt like I should share that. Oh, that's hilarious. pretty good. I liked it. But first of all, whoever did that from Purdy's standpoint, <laughs> come on, man. man. <laughs> I was a great kid. 
good career, but I y'all know my issue. I you guys need to get a like beer, people. dude. We need to fly him down to Austin. <laughs> Screw us flying you out for, to Phoenix next year for the Super Bowl. We need to fly his ass out to Austin. You guys got to hash it out over a beer. That's awesome. Uh, Horns fans, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Josh Bishlong, Alexander Sopos, Nick Westnax, Crater, and the Quan Cosby. This is a Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Let's go win some basketball games. Get your horns up. We'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.